Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Listen, there have been a lot of crazy, kooky theories out there about the whole Spygate. I'll be honest with you. When I first heard that the president of the United States, then candidate Donald Trump, was spied on from my source, spied on by the Obama administration, I thought it was insane. I'm not kidding. Having been a federal agent myself, I was like, there's no way that happened. I'm not willing to discount anything anymore. So I'm going to throw out a question at the beginning of the show. I teased it this morning on my parlor account. Did the Obama administration, specifically Joe Biden, get the idea to target Mike Flynn from a TV show? You're like, that's crazy. Is it? We're going to get into that on the show today. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online data from prying eyeballs. Your online data is yours. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Hey, man. I'm doing good. And I'm not the president, and I don't Quite play tease, one on TV, and I never will. And you don't play one on TV. <laughs> no. no, I, I am. Uh, that is an interesting question, though, is it not? I know yeah. I piqued your interest. I yeah. didn't uh, go. Yeah, wait till you hear this, folks. It's going to yeah. blow your mind. Hat tip, by the way. At John W. Huber on Parlor, uh, that's where I, I, you know, I follow him a lot. He's pretty terrific. So got that. All right. Today's all show right, brought man. to you by our friends at GenuCell, folks. Summer's here, everyone. A summer we're all sure to remember. And Chamonix celebrating with you. A sale to remember. Right now, get the classic GenuCell for bags and puffiness and the jawline treatment. And Chamonix will double your supply for free. You staying home, going back to work, or simply reconnecting with loved ones and coworkers, now's the time to say goodbye to puffiness, dark spots, crow's feet, and even firm up the delicate skin around the jawline and neck area. Look, years younger guaranteed. It's time for you to emerge strong, positive, confident, and beautiful. You'll get compliments or get 100% of your money back. Order GenuCell now and Chamonix will double your order free. Here's how to get yours. Go to GenuCell.com, type in my special promo code DAN30, that's DAN30 at checkout. Go to GenuCell.com and use Dan30 at checkout. And for results in minutes, the GenuCell immediate effects is also free, plus a surprise luxury gift at checkout. Get double your order free now. All orders today upgraded to free priority shipping. Go to GenuCell.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com, promo code Dan30 at checkout. All right, Joe, let's go. Yeah, let's go, baby. So, yeah, this one is, um, this one's quite hilarious, folks. So I'm, uh, you know, I had a bunch of content for today's show. I got some stuff on the Wuhan virus and other things. But uh, I wanted to start with this because it really falls into the category of in any normal time, I would totally discount this and be like, that's crazy. I'm not dare. I am not going to dare put that on my show at the risk of risking credibility. But we're living in such crazy times. I'm not discounting anything anymore. So I'll get to... Uh, uh, undercover Huber, the Twitter parlor account in a minute, but first let's play this. So yesterday, as you heard at the end of yesterday's show, uh, and listen, if this isn't a like a bombshell or whatever you want to call it, the adjectives, modifiers, then nothing is. Um, of course, the media won't treat it as such because they're the Pravda Soviets and they're only interested in covering up from the Obama administration. But now we know what I've been telling you for eons, that Obama and the White House were directing this entire operation, Spygate, Flynngate, Obamagate. Uh, it was obvious. We know because we see these notes that have been translated for you. By the way, hat tip Sean Davis and uh, Buck Sexton. I saw this on their, uh, their social media accounts yesterday. Here are Peter Stroke's notes now. We think are from January 5th. After the Obama White House meeting where Obama meets with Jim Comey, the FBI director and others, Susan Rice, his national security advisor, later memorializes the meeting in a January 20th, 2017 email to herself saying Obama said in a meeting to do everything by the book. Here are the FBI agents investigating Mike Flynn. Here are their notes translated into text so we can all because the handwriting is, is horrible. So he says that uh, the vice president brought up the Logan Act. This is the FBI agent investigating Flynn. The vice president brought up the Logan Act. The president then says, these are unusual times, according to the notes. The vice president says, I've been on the Intel Committee for 10 years, and I have never, apparently he gets cut off there. So some kind of notes of it, too. Keep that in mind. President says, make sure you look at things. Have the right people on it. Is there anything I shouldn't be telling the transition team, the president says. The FBI director then says, Flynn, the Kislyak calls appear legit. Happy New Year. Yeah, right. 
Okay, folks, if that's not a super mega bombshell, I don't know what is. So as I've told you, the Obama administration was running this whole thing. We have those texts during the summer and fall, the Obama administration, when they're talking about the spying operation on the Trump team, we have the text from Peter Stroke, the FBI agent investigating Trump and his team members. We have the text where they're saying the White House is running this. POTUS wants to know everything we're doing the email where we're going to the White House to brief the White House on the case, but we need to speak with one voice. We know all that. We've seen all that. It's obvious at this point that the Obama administration was running the biggest scandal in American history. Somehow the media has avoided this whole thing. Now, we covered that yesterday, so I don't want to beat this thing to death. But now we know again with Flynn, the targeting of Mike Flynn, that Obama specifically, according to the FBI's own notes, said, you know, you need to put the right people on this case to investigate. Who were the right people? I assure you, they were not talking about that movie, The Right Stuff. Was that from the 70s, early 80s? <laughs> they were not talking about that. By the right people, Joe, they clearly met like people who really had it in for Mike Flynn. The right people. Right. And then Joe Biden in the same meeting, you know, Joe Biden losing uh, IQ points by the moment. <laughs> Joe Biden in the meeting was then the vice president. You know, it's still January 2017. The inauguration hasn't happened yet. Says, hey, what about the Logan Act? According to the FBI's own notes, how is where's the media on this? This just goes to show you we live in Pravda Soviet Union media times. They covered the whole thing up, barely a mention anywhere. Even on some other networks, it wasn't the main story. I couldn't believe it. You now have direct evidence that Barack Obama marshaled this thing, told them to investigate them with quote the right people, investigate Flynn on a fake crime, and that the idea for the fake crime, the Logan Act came from the current Democratic nominee for president, Joe Biden. Now, Joe Biden's lied about this, of course. Again, the FBI's own notes is it was Biden's idea, the Logan Act. Here's Biden to George uh, Stephanopoulos saying, no, nah, no, nah, I don't know anything about that Biden thing. Remember this, Jim? What did you know about those moves to investigate uh, Michael Flynn? And was there anything improper done? I know nothing about those moves to investigate Michael Flynn. All right, there you go. Huh? There, there, there he is. Joe doesn't, now, to be fair, to be, and I, I, I'm, I'm not kidding here, although it may sound like it, it may, this is just ripe with sarcasm, but it's, there's, there's an element of fact to this. Joe Biden doesn't remember a lot. So Joe Biden may not, in fact, remember Joe Biden as Joe Biden telling the FBI director that the Logan Act to investigate Flynn for the BS Logan Act was a good idea. He may not because Joe Biden doesn't remember his own name. Joe Biden doesn't even remember him doing interviews as he's doing the interviews, no less than January 5th. Having said that, there are only two scenarios. Correct me if I'm wrong, Producer Joe. Scenario number one, Joe Biden is in such severe cognitive decline that he remembers nothing, including an event that happened only three years ago in January of 2017 in the White House where he suggested investigating Flynn for the Logan Act. So then he's not prepared to be president because he has no cognitive abilities to process the higher level functions needed to do the job. Mm -hmm. Or second, Joe Biden is a liar, knows he's caught in the biggest scandal in American history, that he was a key figure in it, and he's just telling you lies about it to get, hey, look, Red Squirrel. That's like Red Ball and Squirrel all in one. Mm -hmm. There's not a third option, right? I'm like, crazy? I think so. He's either telling the truth that he's suffering a severe cognitive decline and really doesn't know, or he does know and he's a liar. Now, here's the craziest thing I've ever heard. I saw this uh, this morning on uh, Twitter with the uh, undercover Huber, who cracks me up, which is one of the best accounts out there. He's at John W. Huber. It's on uh, Parlor too. Check this tweet out he put out. I read this and I was like, this is crazy. This is crazy. Until I looked into some of the evidence that Rosie Memo has put out there, another great account. He says, don't laugh, but at this point, my working theory about General Flynn and the Logan Act is that the people in the Obama administration got the idea from the West Wing cable TV show. What? He goes on. An episode at the end of the series, talking about the West Wing, the TV show called Transition, shows the outgoing lame duck administration in a foreign policy dispute with China and Russia. They carry out electronic surveillance of all calls with Russia and wiretap the incoming team and confront them about what? The Logan Act. No, no. 
There it comes. No. This got to be a stretch. <laughs> so Rosie Memo is another good account on Twitter. Rosie Memos chimes in and says, all right, that may sound a little crazy, except for the fact that Joe Biden specifically in the Obama administration have been credibly accused before of lifting things from the West Wing before. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. You don't believe me? Here's a NewJersey.com article. Can you imagine this? I, these are the dumbest human beings ever. Not NewJersey.com. The Obama administration, the dumbest human beings ever. They engaged in the biggest scandal in U.S. history and took notes about it. NewJersey.com, 2019. Did Obama take a cancer fight line from the West Wing? They weren't talking about Obama. They were talking about Sleepy Joe, Creepy Joe. Here's a video we uh, we got off YouTube. Here's a video of a woman who pulled this clip and thought this was awfully strange. I want to play this quick. It's been on YouTube for a while, but this is Joe Biden talking about the fight against cancer. And then I want you to listen afterwards. You're going to hear the voice of Martin Sheen. Remember Martin Sheen? He played the president in the television show, The West Wing. President Bartlett, I believe. Do you ever watch that show, Paul? President Bartlett. I want you to listen to these two little speeches, very short, little uh, speeches on cancer, brief sound bites, both of them back to back. And tell me Joe Biden doesn't watch the West Wing and may not have gotten this Logan Act idea from the very plot line on the West Wing. Check this out. I am confident if we make the decision John Kennedy made of going to the moon and we said we are going to cure cancer within the next several years, we can do that. That's how close it is. President stood up. He said, we will land a man on the moon before the end of the decade. Why shouldn't I stand up and say, we are going to cure cancer in 10 years? I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this. I just, I know you're thinking when I started this segment and when I teased it on Parlor this morning, you're like, that can't possibly be true. Like we know the Obama-Biden administration was populated with dunces so stupid that they spied on a presidential campaign and then took notes and left a paper trail for everybody to find it. They did it because they were dumb enough to believe Hillary was going to win the election and they could all sweep it under the rug later. Anyway, Hillary doesn't care about corruption. She embodies corruption. She embraces it. She loves it. Can you imagine if the Obama administration vis-a-vis -vis Joe Biden got the idea for the Logan Act. We know Biden said it. It's in the FBI's own notes. Hey, we should hit Flynn with the Logan Act. Can you imagine if Biden got the idea from a television show? Again, the craziest thing I have ever heard, except for the fact that we're living in the craziest times ever and things you previously thought were insane and not even worth entertaining. We seriously on this show have to entertain or else we'll never get to the truth. The guy clearly likes lifting lines from the West Wing. Now he's lifting entire criminal conspiracy theories from the West Wing, too. Insane. I would love for someone to follow up and ask him this question. Joe Biden, you're welcome on the show anytime, by the way. The Dan Bongino Show. By the way, quick tease. This week's interview show will be with the great Michael Knowles from The Daily Wire. If you've ever heard Michael debate liberals on campus, it is some of the greatest thing ever. A little different style than mine. I can be a little bit of a fireball. I'm like a meteor strike. Michael comes in and kind of kills you with kindness a little bit. Not my style, but I admire it greatly. I've tried. It doesn't really work. <laughs> what? What? It doesn't work? What are you saying? It doesn't work. You don't like it? Oh, she is. She's agreeing. Paul is agreeing. I've tried. It's not my thing. She's begged me to not like get back and forth <laughs> with Geraldo and stuff on Tuesday nights. I'm trying to be more Michael Nolsey. So Michael Knowles will be our guest this week. Don't miss the show. She's, <laughs> I saw her say she never mind. All of a sudden she's shaking her head about that. She is right. It didn't work. All right. Uh, let me move on. So last night on Martha McCallum, I saw one of the most, and Joe agreed with me before the show because he gets to cut the video, yeah. one of the most disturbing pieces of video I've ever seen. How the individual who claims to represent the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, the what do we want dead cops, what do we want them now movement, um, the Marxists, how he got away with this on television and is not 
under investigation right now for making basically terrorist threats. I am seriously not unsure. Joe asked me the same thing before the show. Mm -hmm. Let me get to the clip and you can decide for yourself. But this guy, Hank Newsom, was on last night with Martha McCallum. And he the interview just went off the rails. Not Martha's fault, but went off the rails immediately. Check, check this out. It's amazing. I, I didn't you wanna, say it's, it's, you it's, it's burn time. It down. I said if this country... If this country doesn't give us what we want, then we will burn down this system and replace it. All right. And I could be speaking phys phys uh, figuratively. Okay. I could be speaking literally. It's a matter of interpretation. Like, let's be very real and, and, and let's observe the history of the 1960s. What did I tell you yesterday? I said it on Hannity's show last night on Fox 2. Folks, listen. You need to put horse blinders on right now and see straight ahead what this is. Don't be distracted by shiny red objects or anything else. You need to look straight ahead and see crystal clear what's going on right now. This is a Marxist movement full of people who have embraced violence to the point where they're on national television in front of two plus million viewers on Martha McCallum's show. I don't even know how many more online. And they are now openly making terrorist threats to burn down the system if they don't get what they want. His words, not mine. His words, the clip is his. I'm not putting words in his mouth. If we don't get what we want, we will burn down the system. And then he says, in case there was any confusion, Joe, it, instead of saying and trying to take the edge off a th an open threat, it's not veiled. Mm -hmm. That's an open threat. Give us what we want or we're going to burn the system down. Instead of saying, listen, I don't mean that literally. What does he say next? He says, I could mean that literally or figuratively. It's open to interpretation. Right. What? Meaning you could actually mean you're going to literally meaning burn things down. Commensurate with what's happened, by the way, in a lot of American cities where things have burned down. You just had a guy on television just make a terrorist threat. By the way, and didn't put any qualifiers in it at all. He's like, no, it could mean that. It could very well mean I'm going to burn it down. You folks, you heard it. It's not my interpretation of it. It's what he said. He said, yes, this could mean literally. I said last night. The left has figured out the election process for them doesn't work. They hate democracy. They want to force upon you the confiscation of your money, confiscation of your health care, confiscation of your education system, confiscation of the social media ecosystem, and full speech suppression. The left are the tyrants. They have always been the tyrants. You don't believe me? There's a book by Fred Siegel, Revolt Against the Masses, one of the best books I've ever read. I always tease other people's books describes to you completely, it's one of Andrew Wilkow's favorite books too, completely and thoroughly how the left has always been the party of tyranny. They hate the middle class. That's why the book is called Revolt Against the Masses. It's a history of the left, not the right. The left hates the middle class. Can't stand you. They want to take your money, your health care, the education system, and your ability to speak freely and challenge them. It didn't work through the education system. It didn't work through the courts, their hijacking of the courts. It didn't work through the election process and getting their tyrants elected. Why? Because as I read to you about two years ago, a quote, an enemy isn't vanquished until it deems itself so. You're never defeated until you believe you're defeated and you've given up. You may be losing the battles. You may be losing the war. You may be losing the skirmishes. But as long as you keep fighting, the fight is not over. You understand? It's not a complicated thought. But it is for the left. That's why when people email me, if I may, again, take a point of personal privilege here. We get a lot of emails on the show from people saying, hey, I'm giving up. I'm done. A lot. Luckily, about 90% of the emails are, I'm not giving up, I'm ready to go. But about 10% of them are, I'm done, I'm giving up, I can't take it anymore. You understand that's exactly what they want? They want you demoralized, beaten down, physically and mentally broken. Because an enemy is not defeated until he deems himself so. They want you to deem yourself defeated. 
Ladies and gentlemen, no matter what happens, no matter what they tax us, no matter what they do to our health care, no matter how badly they damage our institutions, no matter what statues they rip down, no matter what they uh, burn down, no matter how much they target you with violence, violence uh, um, uh, and, and actual uh, actual violence and an online assaults and, and just character assassination, no matter what they do, until you deem yourself defeated, you are not. The fight goes on. They want to pound you into submission. Don't. Don't let them do it. They're now engaging in just outright intimidation. Because they couldn't do what they wanted to do with the election system. They couldn't do what they wanted to do with the court system. They couldn't do what they they wanted to do by hijacking our education process. So now they want to scare you into submission and they want you to deem yourself vanquished and defeated. I'm begging you not to. Folks, no matter what happens in this election, I'm trying to stay out of the predictions business. I'm obviously supporting President Trump big time. But no matter what happens, please do not deem yourself vanquished. That's exactly what they want. That's exactly what Hank Newsom wants. He wants to scare you. We will burn this down if you don't give us what we want. You have two choices, give in or fight back. I highly recommend option two. All right. Um, let me get to my second sponsor. Speaking of taking a stand, especially in the education system, time to stand up. And then I got more on the social media war they're engaged in, too. It's amazing. You can threaten people on national television as a leader of the Black Lives Matter movement. But you say anything on Twitter and Twitter comes right after you. Unbelievable. Just total frauds. All right. Today's show brought to you by uh, Freedom Project Academy. Ladies and gentlemen, you know that over 40 percent of American families are considering homeschooling this fall. Go with the best. Go with our friends at Freedom Project Academy. During the COVID-19 lockdown, many parents re-engaged with their children's education only to discover how far behind they were in reading, math, and science. It was a real tragedy. I'm getting this from a lot of parents. According to the nation's report card, reading and math proficiency has declined steadily over the last 10 years. That's unacceptable. Take back your kids' education now at Freedom Project Academy. They're here to help your children get back on track with live, live, interactive, online educational experiences with students from across the country. From the comfort, convenience, and safety of your home, children can receive an accredited classical online education built on Judeo-Christian values for students K through 12. Freedom Project Academy teaches students how to think. They don't teach them what to think, what education should be, how to think. Go to freedom4school, that's F-O-R, freedom4school.com. They've been getting deluged with new requests for information. Freedomforschool.com. Request your free information packet. Open enrollment ends soon. Reserve your place today. Fill up fast. This is a great opportunity to enhance your child's education, open his mind and her mind, and keep them safe at home at the same time. Again, that's freedomforschool.com. Don't wait. Freedom for F-O-R school.com. Go today. Check it out. All right. Fills up fast. So, folks, again, we're in this is a battle here. This is this is not a joke anymore. They've resorted now to outright open threats on television. Not even kidding. He's not even afraid of what's going to happen because they're coddled by the leftists that run district attorney's offices and elsewhere. He should be under investigation right now. But where they tried to take over the courts and the election system, and that didn't work, they also tried to take over the social media environment. And ladies and gentlemen, the leftists that run these big tech companies are a nightmare for free speech and freedom. They can't stand you. They're not kidding anymore. Again, they, the left has never been able to tolerate the middle class. They can't stand you. They see you as the deplorables, the downtrodden, the unworthy, the Walmart people. They're their lines, not ours. That's how they refer to you. They can't stand you. They're into the higher level elite academic values that if you just let us guide you, you great unwashed masses of imbeciles, we would lead you to the promised land. They never mentioned by the fact that we have turned government over them for the last 50 years and they've ruined everything. They've destroyed and blown up our national debt. People in both parties gotten us into foreign uh, excursions and wars we can't get out of. They've been a disaster. Now they run the social media companies. Twitter is given up completely now on any semblance of trying to be an authentic platform. They're a full-blown publisher now. What did they do now? Again, they'll probably let uh, Hank Newsom, whatever from Black Lives Matter, be on their formal, even though he just threatened people on national television. But Twitter decided to put a safety notice on Donald Trump's tweet. 
We placed a public interest notice on this tweet for violating our policy against abusive behavior, specifically the presence of, uh, presence of a threat of harm against an identifiable group. Here, what did Donald Trump's tweet say that they had to put this label on it? I'm going to read it direct. There will never be an autonomous zone in Washington, D.C. as long as I'm your president. If they try, they will be met with serious force. That's your tweet you're putting... So if you try to break the law and set up an autonomous zone, you will be met with serious force. That's worthy of a warning label. But yet a guy who just on national television made terrorist threats last night, you let him post on your platform. Twitter's given up. Listen to me. I've got from a good source. Jack Dorsey doesn't give a hoot about Twitter. He pretends to. Who's Jack Dorsey? He's the guy who runs Twitter. He was the founder. Macy, what do you mean he doesn't give it? He does care. I should say that he doesn't care about Twitter pretending anymore to be a pl an open platform, a fair discussion of ideas. He doesn't care about that. He's an open partisan. My source tells me Jack cares about Square, his other company. That's his big money maker. And whatever happens with Twitter is like a plaything for him. Believe me, my source is well connected. Stop pretending, because I still see conservatives on Twitter. Pretending like you're going to be there for a long time. Like, ah, stay there. I'm still there. I just used a tweet from Undercover Humor. I've got no problem with that. I'm not demanding anything. Demand, get rid of. Stay there. Do your thing. You want to fight with libs over there? I'm just asking you to make your social media home parlor, where I have an ownership stake, as I've said before. I have to say for disclosure, just to be fair to you, P A R L E R. They're actually bought a spot next on the show, but I'm just telling you that because you're not going to be on Twitter long. They are coming for all of you. If you have a significant Twitter presence, it is only a matter of time before they do to you what they did to the president. It's getting worse. It's not just Twitter. Look at Facebook. Facebook, who has gone all in with the left, by the way, they're just pretending to be on our team. They're not. Facebook has targeted my Facebook page with fake fact checks and nonsense. Now, Facebook, this is the danger of jumping in with the left. Facebook, Ben and Jerry's joins Facebook advertising boycott. Folks. These companies don't get it. They are throwing in with the left that doesn't abide by any common set of principles. It, when you are, the French Revolution, right, morphed into the guillotine because when you don't have and respect the sanctity of big R God-given individual rights and human beings become worthless in the name of the cause, you have to constantly search for new victims in the cause to agitate people further to advance your cause. And when you can't find new victims, you have to invent them. To the guillotine, off with his head. Let me give you a better example. Cultural revolutions where they want to burn everything down. Remember, again, I, the, was it the Dark Knight movie? Alfred? Some men just want to watch the world burn. Cultural revolutions, they just want to watch everything burn. And in order to get people behind the damage they're about to do and to get them to support it, they have to constantly search for new outrages. A good example were the, the, the witch trials, the Salem witch trials. Would you agree, Joe? When, yeah. say you had a woman first who looked, you know, she walked around and had that, you know, haggard type hair yeah. and a big pointy hat on. They was like, they were like, ah, oh, that may be a witch. After they ran out of people who look like witches, of course they weren't witches, but after the people ran out of people who look like witches, everybody was a witch. And they had these weird tests, yes. like dunk them underwater. And if they drown, they're a witch. And if they don't drown, they're a witch. I mean, it was these really <laughs> ridiculous, or maybe it was the opposite. They just had to constantly search. There's the witch. There's the witch. There's This is what the left is doing now. There's the racist. There's the racist. There's the racist. There's the colonialist. There's the founding father who owned slaves. There's the founding father there who spoke about slaves. There's the abolitionist who didn't do enough to abolish slavery. You have to constantly search for new people. Hmm. And the problem with that, and do uh, this is why I'm tying these two segments together. The problem with Facebook and Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg at Facebook Dorsey from Twitter jumping in with the left is they think there's a limiting principle here. We're only going to go after Confederate generals and then we're going to stop. There is no limit to the tyranny. Everybody will be under the guillotine soon. Everyone. The corporate guillotine. Everyone. 
They need to find new reasons to be agitated. So Ben and Jerry's, these leftist nuts that own the ice cream, or used to own the, I don't even know if they sold it or whatever. They're now like, don't even advertise on Facebook. Twitter will be next. You think you're safe? You found safe harbor by putting out some statement that we support Black Lives Matter, the Marxist, what do we want, dead cops, when do we want them now group? You think you're safe for doing that? For posting the blackout symbol on Instagram? You think you're safe? You're next. Off with the heads. The guy just said it on Martha. If we don't get what we want, we're going to burn it down. You don't mean that. Literally, I could. It's open to your interpretation, he says. These tech tyrants are not on your side. I'm not talking to my conservative listeners. You already know that. I'm talking to the liberals. The sane ones left, if there are any. They're coming for you next. I got more on this. Here's a Washington Examiner article. People are waking up. We are now, Parler is now the hottest social media property out there, thanks to you. <laughs> you guys and ladies are awesome. Washington Examiner, Emma Colton. This will be in the show notes today. Check it out. Conservatives fed up with censorship on Twitter jumped to Parler. If I told you how many new users we had over the last week, you'd uh, it'd blow your mind. Now, of course, because Parler is now the new hot social media property as people are starting to wake up to the tech tyrants at Twitter, of course, that opens us up to attacks. Here's a great piece at Red State. Again, be in the show notes and I'll move on. Uh, media immediately begins attacking Parler as Twitter users make the switch for more free speech. Of course they do. Now, again, Twitter doesn't care about Black Lives Matter. You know, the pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon, Marxist group, you know, Marxism, concentration camps, the death of hundreds of millions, you know, Marxism, socialism, communism, that kind of thing. Oh, they're all separate. No, they're not. Post away on Twitter. But parlor where we allow free speech, as long as you don't threaten people, do anything stupid or commit any crimes, they're already like, they're a bunch of racists over there in parlor. Of course, because that's what they do. Because they're afraid. Folks, we live in crazy times. That's why I opened the show with what I, in any ordinary time I would have thought was a nutty, crazy, lunatic theory. Now we have to consider everything, that these people are dead serious when they say they're going to burn it all down. And it's absolutely hilarious that Twitter and Facebook think they have safe passage. But we put out the blackout symbol on Facebook. Good luck, fellas. It's gotten even crazier. To the point where the Hollywood virtue signalers by the way, they think they're safe too. Please understand the circle of who's safe, ladies and gentlemen. Paula, does this make sense? If this doesn't, I know Joe, I've used Joe as audience. I'm going to use Paula today. No offense here, but I want to make sure because I've talked about Paula that this for a couple of days. The circle of people who think they have safe passage from the left, right? Started out big. I'm a liberal. I'm a Democrat. I'm safe. Like I'm woke, right? Then all of a sudden, they started coming after Democrats. Circle. <clears throat> then the Hollywood people. No, no, no. We're good. I'm, I'm uh, Matt Lauer and others. Like, we're safe, too. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, you had the academics. No, no, no. We're safe. And then you find out, like, an academic, you know, 17 years ago was a registered Republican. And he... <clears throat> that circle. Do you get what I'm saying? How the circle of safe harbor people, they all think they're safe. They're not. The social media people thought they were safe. Zuckerberg's probably like... Ben and Jerry's is protesting us. This is crazy. We're woke. I'm Mark Zuckerberg. I'm a huge lib. We attack Trump all the time. You're not safe. The verdict is in. You are not safe. The Hollywood people think they're safe too. Look at this article at Breitbart. This is a must read. This is a classic. They think they're safe. This is them virtue signaling to the woke crowd, Joe. By the way, to be Joe, did you get what I was saying about the circle of safe oh, people? It's going to be constantly yeah, shrinking. We've talked about that. The before, guillotine's yeah. coming for you. Yeah. Now it was open for me and Joe, the guillotine. We, Joe and I knew this. We're right. So Paula too. We're we are. They would put us in the guillotine tomorrow. Hollywood people, they think they're safe. Breitbart article, great one. Celebrities demand studios divest from the police to prove Black Lives Matter to Hollywood. <laughs> this is insane. Holy this mo is the They are literally putting themselves in literally putting themselves in danger. This is not open to interpretation. Putting the celebrities, celebrities, putting themselves in danger to signal wokeness to the guillotine crowd, praying they don't come for them next. What do I mean? Look at this from the Breitbart article. Here are their demands. 
Demands. Paula says, everybody's making demands now. You're making double-barreled single finger, if you get what I mean. You're not making demands of anyone, not of us or anyone else on my team, by the way. But Hollywood people caved right away because they want to be safe from the guillotine. So the letter these Hollywood celebrities wrote is asking studios, this is hilarious, to quote, commit to no police on sets or events or for any other purposes? Okay, great. Paul is like, what's the problem? Joe, right? What's the problem? Cool. You don't want police on the sets? Good with me, brothers and sisters. Good with me. You do you, will do me. I love the cops. They're welcome at my house anytime. My The cops in my neighborhood are awesome. I have a garage. Sometimes I'm working out. I have a cold drink. Walk one over. If I have some food, bring it. I love the cops. You are welcome, mi casa as su casa. If Hollywood wants to hire Boba Fett, the bounty hunter, instead of actual cops to secure their sets, you go right ahead. Now, what'll happen, Joe, is the first time some lunatic, like the guy on the video we showed yesterday who tried to attack Andrea Mitchell from MSNBC, comes on the set and beats the living mm, out of a couple actors. What are you going to see, Joe? They're going to be like, where are the cops? Where are the cops? And, and you know what they'll do, Joe? Even better. They'll sue the cops for no. not showing up. Yeah. But you do you. Yeah. You think you're safe from the guillotine by signaling how woke you are. We don't want the cops around. You go right ahead. You go right ahead. Now, it gets even dumber. They don't even want the cops around, Joe, for traffic control on their sets. What? Check this out. Yes. Yes, from the piece, Breitbart. Celebrities are also calling on Hollywood bosses to put pressure on the uh, Los Angeles and California politicians to remove the police from traffic coordination and the permit process for shooting. <laughs> this is, uh, wait, wait, go back to me. Joe, can yeah. you imagine? So they're doing Hamlet. They're doing a <laughs> Hamlet scene in the street. To be or not to <laughs> Dude gets like mauled by an 18-wheeler. I don't want anybody to get mauled by an 18-wheeler. No. I'm not kidding. I don't wish harm on anyone. I'm dead serious. I'm just suggesting maybe it's not a good idea. To be or not to be, that is the question. Whether it is nobler in the... Dude gets mauled by the cement truck coming down the street. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and... No, don't do that. I'm not kidding. This is my public service. I don't wish ill will on anyone. For all the joking I do on the show, I, I the Lord, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I'm so, I am absolutely obligated to treat you like the human being and child of God you are. That is the question. The question is, will you live in the middle of the street when you get mowed down by the cement truck, you morons? Or by opposing and the <laughs> brick truck for unloads a bunch of concrete because no one's paying attention. Please don't do this, you idiots. Did, I can't believe this, that I'm I'm saving Hollywood. Hollywood lives matter. Dan Bongino says Hollywood lives What? I don't even <laughs> like, listen, I hate Hollywood. I try to avoid movies I have to pay for at all costs. But I don't want to see anybody get hurt either. Don't be idiots, you morons. What did that goofball Howard Stern say in a private parts movie? His dad, he said, don't be stupid, you moron. Listen to Ben Stern, even though Howard's not that bright anymore. Lost it a long time ago. Don't be stupid, you moron. <laughs> what was that sound? Is that how it sounds now, Mike? Did you hear that sound? What was that? Was that you? To be on to be, don't do that. It's a really bad idea. All right, I got another clip coming up. Yeah, let me get to my last sponsor because I, you know, I can go on with this stuff. <laughs> Never <laughs> laugh at your own jokes. I know, I know, I know you're not. I know you're not supposed to do that. But some things are just so tragically stupid. If I don't laugh, I will start tearing on the show. All right, our final sponsor of the day. Our friends, my company now, Parlor. You know I love Parlor. I've been talking about it forever. This is a paid ad, however, they did pay to be on here. P-A-R-L-E-R. -E I'm reading my own Parlor spot because I'm part owner of the company. I can do what I want. <laughs> Here's the deal. 
Par- yes, I can. I can Paula saying, no, yes, I can. I can do what I want. Please go today and fight back against these tech tyrants, ladies and gentlemen. We are sick of them. Take a stand. I want you, I'm begging you, please, to take a stand. I put my money where my mouth is. I've gotten an interest in this company because we have to fight back and do something. Make your new social media home parlor. Download the app today at the App Store or go to parlor.com. It's P-A-R-L-E-R. P-A-R-L-E-R. Go today. It is the new home to free speech. Google, Facebook, Twitter, they don't believe in your constitutional right to free speech. And somewhere along the way, a lot of us forgot that. We can't survive without a new social media home. Make it your home. I'm not telling you to dump your other stuff. Stick with your other stuff you want. You want to go fight with libs over there? Do your thing. But we are a welcome opening platform. We are not going to silence opposing viewpoints either. We're not there to do that. We genuinely want it to be an open platform where conservatives, liberals, nobody. We don't want anybody targeted for what they think. We Free speech matters. We're principled over there. Invite your friends over too. We are not afraid of, of opposing viewpoints. I'm D. Bongino at Parler. Got a lot of followers now over there. At D-B-O-N-G-I-N-O. Please download the Parler app today. Follow me over there at D. Bongino. You're going to love it. It's super easy to use, very user-friendly, and we will not kick you off the store for being a conservative, off the site, I mean, for being a conservative and expressing your free speech. Parler.com. Go to the App Store today. Download the Parler app. We were, I believe, in news, the number two app yesterday on the App Store on iPads, which is phenomenal. That's thanks to you. Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R. Download the app today. Go to Parler.com. Thank you. We appreciate it. All right. So yesterday, in some more stunning news about how the Democrats, and again, folks, my premise here, the Democrats, the social media companies, Jack Dorsey, they've given up. They're not pretending to try to convince you anymore. Do you understand that? The Black Lives Matter guy, Twitter's not pretending to be an unbiased platform. They're just outright targeting people now. You know, the Democrats aren't pretending to care about police reform anymore. None of that. They blocked the bill yesterday, the Senate Republicans. I, By the way, I didn't think it was the greatest bill ever, uh, but they blocked the bill yesterday. The de- Democrats blocked the bill, tried to filibuster the bill for police reform because Tim Scott, a black Republican senator from South Carolina, put the bill forth. They're not, they're not even pretending anymore. They don't care. The Black Lives Matter guy on TV, he's not pretending to not try to intimidate you. He's just outright intimidating you on television. Well, just burn it all down. They don't care because they know the media will cover for them no matter how much their hypocrisy, how thick it is. So Chuck Schumer the hapless Senate uh, minority leader for the Democrats, they're the minority on the Senate side, the majority on the House side. Chuck Schumer, liberal New York senator, went on the floor yesterday to try to crush the Republican police. I thought they cared about police reform, the Democrats. No, no, they don't care about if the Republicans do it. By the way, I didn't even agree with a lot of things in the bill. I'm not going to debate the bill here. I'm just suggesting to you that at least the Republicans... Put something forward. The Democrats blocked it. And here's Chuck Schumer. He's so sincere, Joe, about blocking the bill in the name of George Floyd Mm -hmm. that he can't even remember George Floyd's name. Check this out. Who do you believe when it comes to civil rights and police accountability? Mitch McConnell or the lawyer for the families of Floyd Taylor, George Taylor, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor? He can't even remember George Floyd's name. He can't even remember the name. Now you may say, oh, Dan, he confused it with Brianna Taylor. It happens. Listen, it does happen all the time. All right, I'll give you that, to be fair. But when it happens on the Republican side, if someone else were to say that, Joe, what would be the charge immediately? Guy's a racist. He doesn't care about George Floyd. Can't even get the name. Mm -hmm. It would be, right? Sure. So, you know, new rules, right? Your rules are our rules, right? If they're rules, rules apply to everyone. That's the whole, you know, rule, Mm -hmm. rule thing. That's what a rule is. So if the rules are, if you mess up someone's name and they happen to be black, you're definitely a racist, then the rules apply to Chuck Schumer too. He cares so much about blocking police reform, he claims to be for, right? We're we're the police reform party, that he's blocking the legislation and can't even remember George Floyd's name. Let me give you a little behind the scenes. That's what I think is different about this show. We have really good sources here. People feed us stuff all the time and we take it because we love good information. Here's what I'm hearing is really happening behind the scenes. So the Democrats, again, have given up entirely on trying to pretend like they care about police reform. They don't. They're just trying to appeal to their radical base and they know attacking the police works with their radical base. That's it. 
You understand that? That's point one. If you don't understand that takeaway, nothing else will make sense. The Democrats know the party's moving far to the left in the Trump era. They know the far left hates the cops. The Democrats want to attack the cops in a bill. And they don't want any Republican bill going forward on any police reform that makes it seem like the Republicans took the lead on police reform. In other words, you copy and Joe, mm-hmm. they don't care for a second what was in that police reform bill. If the Democrats name isn't on it and it's not, it was sponsored. It was Tim Scott's bill, a Republican senator it happens to be black. They're going to, it doesn't matter what it said. Right. It could say, the bill could say, the Democrats are really terrific. We'll let you take the lead. Sponsored by GOP Senator Tim Scott. They'll veto it. They want to make this thing go away and shelve it, despite what's in it. Even though some of the principles were advocated by the Democrats. That's why I don't like the bill. So that they can do their own bill in the House, which they run. Remember, Pelosi, the Democrats have the majority in the House. Is what I'm hearing. Their own bill, which is going to be a disaster, It is going to be a full frontal attack on the cops. They can push their own bill after they shelve this Republican bill into pass it because they have the majority in the House, push it onto the Senate side. The Republicans are clearly going to come out against it because it's what I'm hearing. It's so ridiculously radical. It's basically a full blown attack on the police. We're getting rid of qualified immunity, everything. You'll never have another cop in your community again. And then what are they going to run on, Joe? Look, the Republicans blocked police reform. No, no, you guys actually did that. Tim Scott had the bill. You guys filibustered it. Remember Chuck Schumer mm. when he talked about Floyd Taylor, George Taylor? Remember you couldn't remember George Floyd's name? Remember that? It doesn't matter, Joe. Why? Because the media won't cover any of that. The media will immediately pick up the story that, yes, the Republicans blocked police reform. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that it's actually the Democrats that did. The truth, if you're not watching the show, you'll get none of that. Again, let me be clear. I don't even think the Tim Scott bill was that good. There were some things in it I liked. I prefer more the EO on President Trump's side, which is not a law, to be clear. It's an executive order. Having said that, I didn't like the Scott bill. So I'm clear. My, I don't care if he's a Republican or not. I did not. I like Tim Scott. I think he's a very nice guy, very smart. Could be presidential timber one day. Might run. I did not like some premises of the bill. But the fact of the matter, the fact is that the Democrats blocked it. They will now introduce their own psychotic, crazy anti-police bill, which the Republicans are going to have none of. And the media story will be that the Republicans blocked police reform, totally wiping clean the history of what actually happened. Market. Thursday, June 25th. Going to happen, folks. All right, I, I want to move on. I haven't covered the uh, Wuhan virus in a while. No more lockdowns, folks. No more. Listen, there has been an uptick in new cases and hospitalizations. And we, you know, we can't, I'm not going to politicize this thing like the Democrats. I refuse. I'm not playing that game. There's a friend of ours down here who works in a hospital and it indicated that, yeah, the hospitals are starting to see a serious uptick in Florida and new patients. I live in Florida. That's bad news. And there's nothing political about that. If you're making a political football out of it, that's a really, please seek professional mental help because that's on you, not on us. Having said that, there is very little evidence whatsoever that the lockdowns contributed to any kind of beneficial stalling of the spread of this disease. None. Wall Street Journal has a terrific piece up. Excellent. News from the non-lockdown states. Per capita COVID fatalities were 75% lower in states that stayed open. What I'm getting at, folks, is even though we've seen a spike in new cases in Arizona and Florida and Texas, the if you believe in evidence, which I know liberals don't because they politicize everything, if you believe in actual evidence, there is no evidence whatsoever that locking down your state contributed to you putting a lid on new cases from the Wall Street Journal piece. Of course, the media won't. I'll tell you the truth, no matter how it affects the president or not. I don't care. The truth matters. Wall Street Journal, per capita COVID fatalities. Listen to this, folks. In states that stayed open, we're on average 75% lower than those that locked down. One reason is that the deaths in most states, regardless of whether they locked down or not, have been concentrated in nursing homes and minority communities that have higher rates of underlying health conditions and multi-generational housing. There we go. The data is clear. 
The lethality of the disease is high in nursing homes amongst older patients with comorbid health factors and in people they've been concentrated to death. These are just facts, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not trying to spin your wheels. I'm not doing identity politics like the left. A lot of those deaths have been concentrated in minority communities where a lot of underlying health conditions exist. Those are the communities we should be focusing on, not locking down entire states where the, the fatality rate is lower, where they were open, meaning the states that were open had fewer deaths. Why do I say this? Because there's going to be a renewed media push. Again, this is the Pravda media. We're not doing facts anymore. We are. They're not. This, we're in a post-fact era. The media now is going to push for new lockdowns, despite the fact there's no evidence whatsoever that these lockdowns have contributed to keeping a lid on this thing. You don't believe me? Here is an insane article I saw in Politico. Insane. Because it quotes people who in the same article give contradictory advice about what's spreading the Wuhan virus. This is by Amanda Eisenberg, Politico. New York City reports no protest-related upticks in COVID-19. Of course, the title's po political in and of itself. Protesting? A-okay. No problem at all. Now, of course, they'll blame everything on the Trump rally in Tulsa, which is a form of political protest, too. But every other protest, people packed together out in New York City and Minneapolis and elsewhere, breathing on each other. They're going to try to avoid any accountability for that. You don't believe me? In this piece is completely contradictory advice. Look at the piece. Read this. Joe, as I read this, I want you to kind of catch mm -hmm. how the, this is this, it's the same piece. Quote, Politico. Uh, unlike New York's first COVID-19 wave, residents have been staying indoors for months and generally wearing masks and practicing better hand hygiene and social distancing when going outside. Methods touted by the city's health department on how to safely protest. All right, come back to me for a minute. Can I go back to that? So opening paragraph of the Politico piece. This is when you do politics rather than facts, right? Is what, Joe? This is good. People stayed inside, yeah. right? That's what it said. Mm -hmm. The health department touted this. We kept a lid on it because people stayed inside. Inside. Safe. That's what they're saying. Right. This is the exact same screenshot I just put up. This is the same piece. It's not a joke. Here's the next paragraph. The protests have also been held outdoors, which limited the risk, doctors said. Some added that the police response may be a greater risk for spreading the virus than the protests themselves. Oh. <sighs> what? The it's the woman who wrote this on hallucinogenics, magic mushrooms. Mm. You just wrote, why are you staring at me? My friend is here and he's staring at me. And he's, you're, why are you staring at me? He's, he's staring at me in the middle of my, and it's weird. <laughs> he's right there. Hello. <laughs> what? You're giving the completely opposite advice. The, you did you not read that? You want to say hello, Brian? You're retired now. You're okay. You don't worry. Don't worry. They won't come for you. No. <laughs> That's it. I'm not messy. He's right there. Joseph, he's, he's helping us out with something. I know. He's retired <laughs> yeah. from his prior job. I won't say what it is. As long as you That's listen good. to the show, you know what he did. They can't target him now for being on my show. It's over. He's safe. He's safe from the tyrants. They just gave the exact opposite advice. Paragraph one in the screenshot. Stay indoors. Yes. It's great. Wash your hands. Paragraph two, it's definitely safer outside. Yeah. <laughs> but as Paula puts it up again, just to be, let me just read this again. I'm over here. Hey, unlike the first wave, residents have been staying indoors, implying that's great. Here's paragraph two. But the protests have been held outdoors, which limited the risk, doctors said. Did this lady not read her own piece? <laughs> she I read this article. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. The, the, Joe, you got that, right? <laughs> sure. Like it, both of those things can't be true. It's either uh. safer indoors or it's safer outdoors. What limits the risk? Folks, please, I'm again, people make fun of me when I say this. Humbly and with the greatest of respect. We should have a t-shirt made up for Christmas. Dan Bongino says, was humbly and with the greatest of respect. Sometimes I'm kidding, I'm really serious this time. Please get your media from uh from actually reliable sources. The journal can, you know, they can be a little like kind of leftist on immigration stuff, but their articles and their journalism and stuff is actually pretty decent. They're giving you facts. 
The deaths due to COVID, all tragic, of course, have been concentrated largely in nursing homes and in minority communities that some of the folks there who have underlying health conditions. Which leads to a response. Joe, what would that response be if you had common sense like me and you? Maybe, Joe, right? Mm-hmm. Call me crazy. Maybe we should concentrate our dollars and healthcare assets on nursing homes yeah. and minority communities that are seeing elevated death rates. Yeah. Just, just, Helpful. I'm just asking yeah. a question. Helpful. But no, no, let's not, Joe, let's tell you what. Huh? Let's take advice from the political writer. You're safe indoors, but you're definitely safe outdoors. <gasps> You're safer indoors than outdoors, but not outdoors if you're protesting. Oh. Indoors, good. Wash your, that's it. Yeah. That's it. All right, thanks. But man. if you go outdoors and you protest, folks, please, public service announcement, because this, mm-hmm. this is stupid advice. Please do not, disclaimer. Drew, can you add this at the bottom of the screen? Please do not take this advice. But I have to put it out there because it's in a piece by Politico, mm-hmm. which has a pretty decent body of viewers and, and readers. Go to serious health professionals and legitimate news sources or you will be entirely misled. Indoors, great. Outdoors, great. But protest and you'll be okay. Oh. Oh. Can I give an election update to wrap up the show? Can I do that? Is that okay? Is that all right? I'm asking like you're going to nod in approval. <laughs> Joe's like, whatever. Do what you want, brother. It's your show. He's like, I'm just the audio guy. Whatever you want. <laughs> Can we do this, Paul? Are we okay? Brian, we okay? Yeah. We got a whole crew here today. People watching the show. It's like, a, like we got a live studio. Ads. We're going to have to get a laugh track in the background. No. <laughs> she hated the laugh track. Election update 2020. Let me give you the good news, bad news. We'll go with the bad news first because I like to leave you good news. Here's the bad news because I do like to keep you kind of updated on like, hey, buddy, you should be a little anxious about 2020 because if you're not anxious, you may not vote. Political article, absentee ballot requests are up huge in Florida by Democrats. Florida Democrats have an enormous vote by mail advantage here. Now, folks, numbers matter. We do data here. The Politico piece by Gary Finout and uh, Mark Caputo, I run. Yeah, we buried that hatchet a long time ago. It's okay. I don't hold grudges. Sometimes. Actually, I do against pretty much everyone. But not him. He's all right. We'll give him a pass. So absentee ballot requests. 302,000 more Democrats have requested vote-by-mail requests in Florida over Republicans. Now, to be clear, because data matters, Democrats, even in Florida, which is a swing state, typically always beat Republicans in absentee ballot requests and vote-by-mail requests. But context matters. In the 2016 election, they only requested 8,000 more. So a 302,000 vote lead by by vote-by-mail is big trouble, and we should not ignore that. Now, that's the bad news. The good news is Mark and Gary put in a piece. They give, it's kind of, it's fair. It gave both sides a decent piece. They say, listen, a lot of this could be due to the fact that Republicans now really just don't like vote by mail. The president's been speaking out against it, and it may be kind of a semi-protest against it. You know, Joe, fair enough, maybe. You know, disclosure, I vote by mail. I've already told you the reasons a thousand times. I don't think mass vote by mail without a reason is a good idea, but I do, and I don't, I'm not going to spin your wheels about that. I have voted in person, but we generally vote by mail. The problem with that approach is, ladies and gentlemen, the rules are the rules, even if we don't like them. And if the rules are that vote by mail are, isn't, you know, is a perfectly legal and legitimate way to vote in the election, and you don't think you're going to be able to make it on election day, and you're protesting vote by mail saying, no, I'll just show up on election day, I, I honestly, I think you're making a mistake. Those are the rules for this election, and we're stuck with them, however awful they are. But think about it. The Democrats with a 300,000 vote by mail request lead, if they even get half of those ballots in, let's say 100, 200,000 Republicans. And tell me if, if this doesn't make sense. If 100, 200,000 Republicans say, you know what, this time I'm not voting by mail because the president spoke out against it, I'm going to show up in person. Ladies and gentlemen, God forbid something happens. God forbid you get in a car accident, you get sick, you, you, you know, your job changes, whatever it may be, your life conditions change. 
The Democrats already have those ballots mailed in and ready to go. Not now. They, they haven't been mailed out yet, but they'll have them locked in early. What I'm telling you is the rules are the rules. They stink. We're stuck with them. But that kind of protest is not really going to be effective. If you think you need to vote by mail because you could even possibly miss election day or early voting, then vote by mail. We need to win. New rules. We win, you lose. Having said that, I would not, I don't want you to lose your mind over the polls or absentee ballot requests. Eddie Zipperer, who's really great, he's on Parlor now too. He's one of the best political analysts out there. I interviewed him on my old show when I was back at another network. He pointed out today in a social media stream, he pointed out how these polls have been ridiculously bad in the last election. Here's just a couple of them. Some headlines from CNN. This is, they were embarrassing fails in 2016. Political prediction market. Clinton's odds rise again. They said they were 91% CNN politics. Here's MSNBC. This is the last election. Again, don't, this is why I tell you, don't like lose your mind over the polls. From the last election, MSNBC, check this out. <clears throat> Scientists predict 99% chance of Clinton win. Well, that didn't really work out now, did it? Chris Saliza from the Washington Post wrote an article. There's a 0% chance Trump would win. Remember what I told you. The polling's been off for a while now. People are having a tough time polling with cell phones. They're having a tough time with responses. Who answers polls? Who doesn't? There's now a disparity between white college-educated voters and white high school graduates where there wasn't a disparity in the past. So if you get the sample wrong, it's going to throw off your poll. Be anxious. Vote. But don't lose your mind just yet. These polls could be way, way off. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please go sign up for Parler today. Download the app, P-A-R-L-E-R. We had a great week. We are now the hottest property out there, and we got Twitter and the tech tyrants really scared. We're doing the right thing. Speak up. Your voice is free over there. Free speech. We won't lock you up. Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R.com. We're downloaded at the App Store. Thanks again. You just heard Dan Bongino.